Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Switchaboo podcast. My name is Alex Harding. I'll be your host. I'm joined here by James Troden. Hello, Troden. Yeah, I got it right this time. And Nathan Rudge. Hello. Uh, we've got a massive episode for you this uh, this episode, so it's going to be, there's a ton of news to share, so we'll go through it quite quickly. Um, we have a few games to talk about that we've been playing, and we've got an exciting uh, Name That Game episode coming up. So, uh, first off, what have we been playing? James, what have you been playing? Uh, I beat Mario Galaxy, um, god-awful Switch port, and I'm playing some Breath of the Wild. <laughs> nice. Finally catching up on everything. Yeah, it's, I'm taking my time, but I want to play them all before 3D World comes out, and it's about time I play some Zelda. Probably a good idea. That is very true. How about you, Nathan? Uh, again, Persona 5 Strikers. Again, <laughs> Yakuza 7, because I got really into the story, and I just went like, uh, what was it, 10, almost no, no, 9 chapters in, in a weekend. Dang. And um, just my casual phone game of Hearthstone. That's my everyday. Just play it. Because I yeah. like card games. Yeah, they're, they're easy to digest, especially on yes. mobile. Mine was yes. Elder Scrolls Legends, but that got discontinued. I didn't like it. Did it really? Yeah. I, so I played Hearthstone first. I couldn't get yeah. into it. And then I played Legends and I was hooked. Rune Terror is not bad. Gwent's decent. Yeah, I try to get into Gwent. It's not as good as the Witcher 3 one, but you know. Is what it is. Didn't they make Thronebreaker? Yeah, Thronebreaker. Uh, I bought that. I still need to play it. Because that's on Switch. I'll get that eventually. I feel like I need to play the Witcher games first before I get into something like that. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. Like, just to understand the context of everything. But you'll also be losing a lot of time of your life playing the game. Well, I'm reading the books first. So I'm up to the second one, which is still his collection of short stories. And then I'll go on to the actual... You know, store like the actual books. The meat. Yeah. The me- yeah, exactly. The meat <laughs> of the Witcher. I'm trailing behind because that new Star Wars book came out, but I'm oh, trying to yeah. read Witcher. <laughs> um, I've been playing a couple of um I've actually been playing quite a few indie games, but I did finally finish not Switch related, uh, but I did finally finish Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. I've been working forever on that one. But that was really good. Had a bit of a sad ending. Oh, it does I have not beaten it yet. I have three hundred hours in it. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, Jesus. It's not as sad as I thought it was. Like you know, it could have been a lot sadder, you know. But for the most part, like I don't know, uh, kind games, of a bitter taste. Games of that, taste. I get sucked into the side content, and then it's nighttime. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that was me with uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I need to play that. To try that. I have. I, I have Someone I work with called it the best average game ever made. <laughs> and that, I think that sums up what it looks like to me, but I'll still give it a try. That sums up a lot of games, honestly. Yeah. Those open world collectible hunts. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the news. As we said, we have a lot of news topics. So we'll go through them one by one, but uh, we'll try not to spend too much time on each individual one. So first off, like two hours before we started uh, recording, Nintendo just released their financial results, which is actually very good timing and very considerate of them. Yes. Um, Instead of, you know, in the middle of recording. Yeah, well, exactly. We had to quickly check Google whilst, whilst we're recording. Um, the main bit of news was that the Nintendo Switch has officially outsold the 3DS. 
which is actually quite impressive. Yeah, which is nuts. I mean, 3DS released, I think it was 2011. Yes. I'm, I want to say. Yes. Yeah, and it like, was discontinued, what, like, officially last year or something. Yes. Wasn't it this year? Oh. Well, 2020. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm still living in 2020. <laughs> no, I'm... <laughs> I remember getting the 3DS because I'd had a light and I wanted to play all the new 3DS games that had come out, some of the remasters. Yeah, see, I bought it day one. Oh, did you? Yeah, no, I got it way into its lifespan. And yeah, um, yeah I, I regretted it. <laughs> I, I thought the 3D was just a huge gimmick. I don't know. Oh, I didn't touch the 3D. Yeah. I didn't touch the 3D, but it had good games on it. Oh, it had good games, but I don't know why they went with the 3D gimmick. It felt like that era of Nintendo was a bit weird. To be yeah. fair, 3D was huge at the time. Like, there was 3D TVs, 3D movies, because there was an Avatar, like, had just came out or something around that time. It's that old. <laughs> yeah, ni- yeah. Nintendo had been experimenting with 3D a lot, um, especially with, uh, if you've heard the story of Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube, they they designed, like, a little screen that attached to it, and you could play Luigi's Mansion in 3D, but it never actually materialized into anything. Also Virtual That's Boy. Weird. And Virtual Boy as well, yeah. So then yeah. they've got experience with 3D and they, they did that a lot. Anyways, though, um, so yes, 79.87, I think it was, million units. Probably. Let me just double check that number. Comparison, Virtual Boy um, sold 770,000. <laughs> <laughs> so it's doing better than that. That's for sure. Yeah, 79.89 million units. Uh, not only that, the Nintendo Switch Lite itself has nearly outsold the Wii U by, like, it's 13.53 million, and the Wii U sold 13.56 million. <laughs> oh, and that's Wii U. so upsetting <laughs> for someone who owned a Wii U. I know. Who played it, like, all the time. Poor, I just feel bad for Nintendo Land, because that's never going to get ported to the Switch because no. of how it functions. Yeah, That was a good game. That was a fantastic game. I always played it when, like, friends came over, especially Mario Chase. That was my favourite. And, like, even just, like, the whole off-TV mode thing, like, having a console basically in your hand, it was, like, the predecessor to the Switch. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. I think the Switch took the Wii U and the DS and put them together. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. But living through the Wii U in that era was a bit <laughs> stagnant for Nintendo, I think. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Reggie did say that uh, they needed the Switch to be a success. Otherwise, yeah, he didn't know where Nintendo was going to go with that. And surprisingly, he doesn't want the Wii U to be his legacy. I, I was <laughs> shocked by that. His legacy is his body is ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he can't escape that. That is his legacy. He is just a meme. I love it. That and the uh, the whole uh, Smash Bros video that him and... Um... <sighs> Bill Trinan? No, no. Um, I... The mind is just the name is just giving me the former CEO. Satori Wada? Yeah, Awada. That like when they did that whole me oh, fighting right. thing. That was weird. I remember watching <laughs> that, I'm like, what is happening? I'm just like, just get to the game. I don't care. It's like it is the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nintendo can be fun sometimes. They can. Um they also announced the uh, top 20 best-selling Nintendo Switch games published by Nintendo. And some of them are quite surprising that are in there. Like Mario Kart Live Home Circuit sold over a million since it launched in October, I think it was. Which surprises me completely. 
I didn't think it would sell that much. Exactly, because it's like a physical thing. It's it's a game, but it's not so much of a game. Like it in also a way. It's requires like was a hundred and fifty dollars Australian investment. Oh yeah, and that was just for one car. Yeah, like if you want to get a second car, play with someone else. It's another hundred and fifty right there. Yeah, and oh. you'd need a second switch. Yeah, that's pricey. Oh, it's yeah. well pricey. Uh, Pikmin Three Deluxe uh, that sold one point nine four million. That's uh, now the best selling Pikmin game in history, boo. which is a really good franchise. I've never played. Did you just boo, James? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pikmin got... is so peaceful and fun. You've got to have something controversial in there. That is true. Fair. I could actually never really get into Pikmin. I really tried with Pikmin. I couldn't do it. Oh, Pikmin no, too. I, like I played so much on the GameCube. Yeah, GameCube is like those... my jam. Yeah, I respect those who you know who do like it and it i don't know just didn't gel with me i think it's one of those games to see the hit or miss yeah uh hara warriors age of calamity 2.84 million um considering how long it's been out that's impressive yeah and the best-selling um warriors game in the series history considering that's like a 20 year old franchise oh right i thought you meant between that and breath of the wild <laughs> oh no 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 <laughs> <laughs> no i'm wondering how uh persona 5 strikers will go yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that's being a um, multi-platform. But hopefully, if, it's, if it does sell well on Switch, uh, Persona 5 Strikers, they might then consider finally bringing the Putting Persona 5 over. Yeah. Hopefully, it'd be the Royal Edition, because that's like the complete edition of the game. I'd be very surprised if it wasn't. Like, they tend to do that. Um, They're like Witcher 3. Super- yeah. Super Mario 3D All-Stars, uh, 8.32 million in, what, three, four months? What a disappointment. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's it leaves a bitter aftertaste in my mouth because that number's likely inflated due to like limited release of that. Yeah, collection. that's such a weird choice to make. It's also nostalgia. Like people oh, want yeah. that completely because of nostalgia. Just same reason um was it Crash Four did not sell very well compared to uh, the insanity. Yeah. Um and then you've also got uh three point five whatever it's called, that's going off as well, uh, March 31st. Oh, yeah, the Mario 35. Yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, th- and that's the confusing part. Like, that does not need to be taken down. Surely that no. doesn't take that much in terms of servers. Well, it was made for the anniversary, same as um, 3D All-Stars, so like that, they're taking it off. Yeah, well, n- not only that then, but they're doing fi- the Fire Emblem NES game as well. Yeah. And yes. my, my hope, though, is that if they take that off, they should do another one where it's Mario Bros. 2, and then another one where it's 3, and then another where it's World. Just go you through all the still, 2D ones. You reckon they'll still do that, though? Because, like, uh, Zelda's 35th anniversary? Oh, no, they yeah, won't, but that's... it would be cool if they did. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ring Fit Adventure, 8.68 million. That's very impressive. Yeah. Especially as it keeps running out of stock. Yeah, exactly. But considering everyone's been home, you know, yeah. and it's a great way to exercise, I guess it it, it it's like Animal sense. Crossing. It's just yeah, it released and, at a, at a good time, a very convenient time. More profiteering uh, Nintendo. Yeah, that's right. Speaking someone's, of someone's Animal Crossing, <laughs> yeah, um, well, yeah, Animal Crossing, uh, number two. So it's only just about two point three ish million off of Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, and considering Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, that's also can. Uh, that's also the bundle editions. They they count the bundle sales. You know what they've said about Mario Kart? 
Sorry? Um, what they've said about Mario Kart is they consider the phone game to be a main entry. Really? Yeah, which has made a few people a, a bit worried about uh, Mario Kart 9. Because if they consider that a main entry, will they do 9 anytime soon? I don't think they would. Uh, no. We're having this conversation, Nathan and I, earlier. I don't think they will do Mario Kart 9 on Switch. No, I don't think so. Maybe if a pro releases, but I can't see it in this Switch. Nah. It's, it's, it's selling too well. Yeah. Even though it's just the Wii U game. <laughs> yeah. The, the fact that they count the the mobile port, mobile game as the mainline game, just that hurts me. It, it that hurts. does hurt. Considering it's like a gacha style. Yeah. That's very upsetting. Also, like, when it first came out, it controlled bad. Oh, I still can't get into it. It was not fun to control. If it let me plug a controller in, maybe, but <laughs> wait, is no. Uh, Luigi's Mansion three that was very successful, nine point one three million. Damn. Yeah, it's like Luigi's Mansion games. They they sell okay, but they don't sell nine million. Yeah, that's big. So that's a huge, and that's good signs because obviously, um, about a month ago, Nintendo acquired Next Level Games, the de- the developer. Yes. Oh yeah, so they did. Yeah. So that's very big news. Uh, we've also got... There you go. Uh, James, Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu yes. and Eevee, 13 million. So more than Sword and Shield? Ah, uh, no. Oh. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Sword going? and Shield's 20.35. Oh, goddammit. It's not as yeah. good. <laughs> um, Super Mario Party, 13.82 million, which... I bought that last week. That one did surprise me. That it was still so high. After the Wii U version of the game, I was really hesitant to get this one, so I only got it recently, and it is leagues above. Oh, absolutely. It it kind of goes back to the original, but again, it's still quite lackluster in certain ways. There's only like four or five or four something months. like that. Uh, yeah. Courses, and that's that's very upsetting. Yeah. But like the heyday of Mario Party was one till I think it was six or seven. Like just well, those seven, ones. Sevens when they introduced uh, the microphone. Oh right, yeah, but it wasn't a necessity. True, true. I never, I never really played four, five, and six. I played one to three for the most part. Five was my favorite. I never played five. I owned because it. Because that's where they introduced the uh, the decathlon thing. Ah. And like it was like a it was a points based of how you uh, uh went in the actual mini game, and you got like you know you got X amount of points for green this close to stopping the chain jump from hitting you kind of thing. So the closer it was, the more points you got. Yeah. I need to go back and play all those Mario Parties. I bought them all, but I think I got kind of bored. Like, well, not bored, but like, you know, when you play a certain game, yeah, uh, <laughs> play all of them, you just get kind of burnt out after the third one. I, I didn't uh, also, you know, um, you, you need multiple people to play it. Well, that's right. No one want to play with me. So also, me. you know, okay. COVID now. Yeah, yeah, that old chestnut. Uh, moving, moving on to other news. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have played this. Kingdoms of Amula Re Reckoning is coming on to Switch on March 16th. I have not played that. I haven't no? played it. That's why we need someone else on here, right? <laughs> well, Rochelle was supposed to be on this episode, but she couldn't make it. But Trigger. Rochelle's a massive fan. Yes. Yeah, I know, right? Um, and I've I've watched her play it, and it it does look really good. It looks, uh, it it's no Skyrim. It's definitely no Skyrim. It's no Witcher. Uh, it's 
date like some of it some of its uh gameplay mechanics is a bit dated and there's a lot of dialogue i mean i like, saw the trailer and i'm like that looks really cool yeah exactly yeah but you get get past that and it is a it is a really good game and it's it really hammers home like the more fairy tale fantasy yeah in a way which yeah is really good for some people it's very colorful it's surprisingly colorful i'll have some colorful so, games yeah so march 16th that's not that far away um you know considering that's after bravely default 2 before monster hunter rise that's so, a good point of... sorry is that, is that a good point? Like oh, yeah, it's between. It, yeah, well, it kind of just fills that gap in between. Yeah, I guess. So good on it. Um, Takaya, I'm going to butcher this. Takaya Imamura, oh, I got it. Retires from Nintendo after 32 years. Yeah, that's. So, that's I was going to say, aren't you uh, the person who took a Japanese degree? Uh two and a half years. Yes. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> well, that's why I eventually nailed it. Oh, I would have been stuck. Um, but if you don't if you don't know who Tuk- uh, Takaya Imamura is, he is the creator of Tingle, so he's a legendary man. Um, he did the art for Star Fox, and his first game we worked on was F Zero. F Zero. Is it? Do you reckon it's just retiring, or is it like moving on to something else? Ah, uh, he's retiring. Did they say that. Tari- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So thirty two years of the company, but yeah, he's he's retiring. He's done his he's done his bit. He's done his business. His due diligence. That's it. Um, next bit of news: Sakuna of Rice and Ruin sells over eight hundred and fifty k units worldwide. That's um, a good game. It is I, a very good game. And uh, have you heard of that one, James? I have not. <laughs> no. No, that's fair. Um, it's an, it wasn't like a wide release or anything like that. It was well, it wasn't like a very popular one. But is it, it an indie title? Uh, it's published by Marvelous. Drawing a blank there. <laughs> <laughs> Marvelous, they do the Story of Seasons games. They oh, publish uh, No More Heroes. You're right. They publish those games as well. Yeah, I um, know them. Yeah, so I played and I reviewed uh, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, and it was, it was very good. Um, I, guess, I think I gave it like 80 or like high 70s or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you gave it something higher. Yeah, it it was it was it's a very competent game. It's a very good game, and the farming mechanics I really liked. I reckon that was that's that's the main draw of of that game. I reckon because um, if you're unaware, James, but like uh, you're on a mountain and you farm rice because uh-huh. uh, it's like a very rural Japanese, and you go through every step. So you fertilize the soil, <laughs> and then you uh, and by step. doing that, you have sorry. You go through every step of making rice. Yes. Yes. So, like, step by step. So, you have to um, get the fertilizer from the bucket. Uh, like, uh, you get the bucket, you pick up the fertilizer, you put it in the um, dispenser, then you lay down the... No, sorry. Then you tow the field, like, tow the soil, yeah. and then you plant like you plant each individual seed. Um, and it, it got monotonous, but, like, you do upgrade those abilities so you can put more seeds down um and wa- watering was like you lifted up a certain um like a hatch and it comes out and then you can like adjust the water levels that has to be just right and the weather has to be just about right so it goes into like full detail it's like harvest moon story of seasons but like times a hundred when it comes and, to and hyper focused on just rice yeah yes yeah, just <laughs> rice 
But does it grow in real time? No. It does oh, not. That would be very sad. boring. <laughs> I say I like the and Breath of the Wild. You can play that game. Approach. I'm not playing that game. I like the Breath of the Wild approach where you just grab everything and throw it in a pot and it magically turns <laughs> into something. <laughs> but it, it, the other part of the game, though, is it's a uh, beat em up side scroller. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the second part. So you. Is, yeah, 2D That's side scroll beat em up. What are you <laughs> describing to me? <laughs> the yeah, game it's, it's, of it's your co- dreams. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's a combination of both. So yeah, you go, you go through like you go through these levels, um, kind of Metroidvania ish ish uh, kind of, um, and you go through and you collect uh, materials on the way as well, and that can make other things. It gets quite complex and quite in depth. Um, I just had some of the problems with the combat. I didn't think it was very uh, very smooth and some of the uh, some of the controls and the level design was a bit off it didn't kind of sit well but other than that it was a it was a very good game so they nailed the rice but they faulted at the beat em up they did oh, beat em up's still pretty fun though it is it is I, d- I don't want to be too negative it, about it like, it does yeah. flow pretty well yeah um, and yeah 850,000 is nothing to scoff at for a game like that that's, like it's yeah. not a Nintendo that's big. release or anything like that wonder if it'll cross a million then I reckon eventually. Surely. Yeah. Uh, next bit of news, uh, Monster Hunter Rise Nintendo Switch Special and Edition got announced. And a Pro Controller, yes. It looks so good. Um, it's real pretty. I really want that Pro Controller. I do prefer the Mario one, not going to lie. But it gives me hope for a Zelda one, because it looks very Zelda-y if they did a Breath of the Wild themed one. I reckon it would happen. It's when Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. Or yeah, for the I 35th anniversary. I saw some people like, oh, or just spend five dollars and buy a sticker. It's like it's not a sticker. No, it's no, not no. the same. Like, and and it's not like it's not even just it's not the same. It's not a sticker. It's like I'm pretty sure it'd be like actual like on the Switch itself. Yeah, yeah. It's the design of it. Yeah. Well, the Mario one changes the tablet itself. Um, it's red. Yeah, not black. I saw that. I think that's that the first I have time to say is, done that. is neat. Yeah, they've only ever done that with the Switch Lite, so it's a big step. Yeah, I don't know about the Monster all I wish with world. the all I wish with the uh, Mario Switch though is that the uh, the joysticks were yellow or gold. Yeah, yeah, like coins. so you had the overalls. Yeah, that would be cool. That as well. I was hoping the case <laughs> yeah. would be a giant mystery box thing, the question mark squares. So you missed opportunity. I know. <laughs> the Switch itself is top tier. Monster Hunter World One too. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm not even a Monster Hunter fan. No, uh, me personally, neither. But I could, I could buy that Switch. Oh, I want, if I didn't I have one, if I didn't have one, that would sell me. <laughs> Although you'd probably get the Mario one, wouldn't you? I would get the Mario one. I like red and blue, so <laughs> easy. Or you could just get both of them. <laughs> but, uh, there you go. Lose all my money. Yeah. <laughs> just do Who more writing. Rent? <laughs> That's a lot of writing. <laughs> That's pressure on me as well. We don't pay that much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so moving on. Um, there was a recent handbook, uh, 2007 Nintendo handbook, like an employee handbook that went out. Uh, and it shows off old Wii logos that could yeah. have been used. Have you guys had a look through this? I have. Some of them are something. <laughs> unique is all I'll say. Yeah. Does it explain Especially where the... the name comes from though? Because I still don't understand. Like, the DS has a naming reason, the Switch has one, the GameCube, all of them have reasons for what they're called, but the Wii? 
we would like to play. That that's they thought of that after a hundred percent. I always thought that the two eyes were the were two remotes. But then what about the Wii U? That was just trying to capitalize on the name of the Wii, which is exactly. where they yeah. failed that's miserably. Yeah. And the U was supposed to be a more uh, more focus on single player content. Yes. All right. So we, but for you, and like it was for the pro, like uh, the more hardcore gamers because they were trying to win back that audience a little bit. Then they just lost their entire audience. That is yeah. In the process. It, and then yeah. they just dished that all together and went for the Switch, and that was perfect. Yeah. Oh, 100%. No, the Wii logos were interesting, though. There were some that you couldn't tell what it was actually saying. You can tell why it didn't go for it. Yeah, some of them were quite interesting. Like, especially that there's one of them that has, like, the two eyes, and they're kind of like, uh, it, it makes like a smiley face almost. Yeah. Like, where they're connected. Then there was the one where the eyes are people. Yeah. Some of them straight up look like W's though, which threw me off. Yeah, up. no. I wonder who got paid to do all this work though. <laughs> the graphic designer. Yeah, it was just like one guy sitting in a room. No, I reckon it's like had a we few. go for it. <laughs> How about you... it? Just have fun with it. What do you do when you're given a name like We though to make a logo? It's, I mean, that sounds tough. <laughs> that is true. I mean, there's yeah. nothing. There's not many unique ones out there. Like the Switch, they had something to play with, but the Wii, not really. They they really went with that click sound. Yeah, the the Switch's logo. Yeah, I love that. Like the with the two Joy Cons is really good. Yeah, that's so much more to play with there. Whereas with the Wii, it was like, oh, it's a small box with two TV remotes. You have fun. <laughs> Do you remember uh, the very first trailer that launched when it showed off the Nintendo Switch? And they had that little soundbite where they were saying yeah. Nintendo Switch when they did the click. Oh, and it was I like, remember this. Yeah, like they actually read out Nintendo Switch and then they never used that soundbite again. <laughs> I guess the click just sells it more. Nice and It does. Like I love it at the Game Awards and then you're like, you know it's a Switch trailer straight away. Click. Yeah. yeah. I hope we don't have to wait as long to see all the logo designs for the Switch though. Because I bet they're interesting. They would be. Yeah. And then they just... Then we see our logo on there. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, moving on from that one, we have. So, this one was really interesting. I want to have a bit of a discussion about this one. Uh, this is in regards to uh, whether there's going to be a potential Switch Pro, mm-hmm. but NVIDIA um, did a little. Uh, so, they've released or they revealed uh, DS. Sorry, DLSS 2.0. Um, now I'm not a hardware guru by any means. Um, I got someone else to be build my PC for me cause I had no idea what I was doing. Same, um, same. yeah, <laughs> it stands for deep learning super sampling. So what it is, cause the Nintendo switch uses a, um, an NVIDIA, uh, graphics card. Basically they use the Tegra card, which is quite old. It's even, even when the switch launched, it was quite outdated. So the DLSS, it's kind of, again, I'm not a, I'm not a tech guru, but it's kind of like, it's part of the new chip where it's, um, it upscales based on AI technology. So it kind of, uh, it almost guesses, well, not guesses, it's going to be a bit more complicated than that, but it like, <laughs> it sees an image at a low resolution and then it fills in the gaps basically. Yeah. Um, and ma- 
and makes that 4k and then and then because that doesn't really use much power doesn't use much battery power so we could work in something like a switch pro so model ps4 pro did yeah yeah very very similar to something like that and that could work for a switch pro it'll work perfectly yeah because the ps4 didn't have the performance capability to run in 4k um mm. so they had to use ai upscaling as opposed to the xbox series whatever xbox one s and x not series uh one x yeah, yeah. So they were like native 4K, but the PlayStation wasn't. Um, Switch will probably be in that ballpark if they use this. Yeah, and I, and I think that works just fine. Yeah. Especially for a handheld as well. Oh, it's exactly. huge for a handheld. Uh, the question is, because um, I, I remember reading, it talks about ray tracing being something they can use with that. So it could, Which would be incredible. It would compete with current gen, well, I guess next gen. I don't know what to call it at this point. Um, <laughs> it would compete with next gen tech which is huge for the Switch. And even though Nintendo keeps saying we don't want to compete with other people, I think that, you know, it would be worth trying to step up to that playing field a little bit. They they would also, you know, they say they don't want to, but they kind of have to as well. Like, yeah. Like, like they do have a slightly different market. They also have the same market for a lot of the people. And a lot of people don't have disposable income because they just spent a lot of it on a PlayStation or an Xbox or both. Mm. Yeah, and it's a lot of people who say play PlayStation or Xbox but want to take that where, you know, on the go with them. But then when yes. you get the Switch ports of the games that they want the Switch port to play on the go. Because not a lot, like, a lot of people go there for obviously the Switch exclusives, but a lot of people also go there to play stuff on the go. But right now, a lot of the ports aren't great. And they're, and they, and even if they are like equivalent, like in the way they play, it's also they're slower load times. Yeah. Yeah. Massively. By a lot. So, and we're noticing less third-party games got come to Switch as well. A lot of people have yes. been saying, I've read one developer straight up said it's not worth our time. Yeah, exactly. Which is surprising considering the install base of the Switch. Yeah, it's just the amount of effort you'd have to put into porting a game. Yeah, because it's a it's, um, mm. completely different engine, isn't it? Like the so. build engine, the way they do yeah. it is different. And then you've also got to factor in your downgrading below lower settings on PC for a lot of these yeah. games. Yeah. So it's a so yeah, like even different. even old games like um the Bioshock collection they can't run at sixty FPS. No. And considering how old those games are. Yeah, that's. I'm surprised they got Dark Souls on there. Yeah, I mean, I mean that runs at thirty FPS on Switch. Yeah. And um, sixty everywhere else. Same with Doom and Doom Eternal. Yeah, I'm shocked they got Doom Eternal on there, but yeah, it's, there's that's... a lot of games that I play I'd love to see, like Call of Duty making an appearance on them, um, just for zombies on the Switch, because I mean, that on the go would be incredible. Because hmm. the last time Zombies was on the go was the DS, and it was a completely different game. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Oh god, I forgot it that was... they had Call yeah. of DS. <laughs> it was different maps, different everything, it was horrible. <laughs> I mean, very imp- very impressive that they can do it, but yeah, it's it was one of those things where it was only there because of the install base. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, moving on a little bit. Oh, before I do actually moving on there, if you want to learn more about the DLSS, because like I said, not a tech guru, um, but Digital Foundry actually have a really good video on that on YouTube. Definitely worth checking out. And if you want to have a look at how that can um, benefit Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Life actually have a very good discussion on that as well. So I definitely recommend checking them uh, those two out. For a little bit more on that. Uh, moving on though, so uh, Bowser's Fury, we're getting more and more information about that because that 
launch is coming up pretty soon at Feb, uh, February 12. Uh, Bowser's Fury, though, is looking at... So the game looks to... Well, that little side piece looks to run for about three hours mm-hmm. in total. Uh, but if you want to collect all the 100 cat sprites that are in there, it's about another three hours. So three, about four or five hours for an average run-through. Nice little bonus. Yeah, yeah exactly. For anyone who didn't play 3D World, I mean, which is what... most people 65 million switch owners yeah at least yeah exactly so they they can have a go at um super mario 3d world and then they get bowser's fury on top of it which is perfect yeah but you can pick and choose which one you play first which is nice you don't have to beat super mario 3d world they revealed yeah which is which makes sense i guess yeah you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to um put that behind behind that especially for people who have played 3d world like myself and likely All Nathan two as million well. of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I played a fair bit of it. And they, they've touched up 3D World quite a lot as well. So you can climb higher, apparently. Um, it's a lot quicker, a lot snappier, and the camera's a bit more dynamic as well. So that's really but good. They, they still make Rosalina so hard to get. Yeah. It's Rosalina. I get it. So why have yeah. they done that, but they didn't with Galaxy? Oh, Nintendo. Because, yeah, <laughs> the way to get Rosalina is you have to get the top of the flag with every character oh on every level i'm not, I'm not doing that <laughs> and that's I how you unlock her as a character yeah i yeah, might try that it. oh, it's rosalina though yeah <laughs> yeah we'll see when it comes out <laughs> <laughs> um oh, what was i gonna say as well uh 3d world yeah, like it, it runs a lot smoother. It's 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 a lot snap, snappier this time around, and there's online multiplayer now, which is awesome. Yeah, yes. I just think that's a great addition. I like that they're doing that more. Like, I, I think more Switch games in future need to go for that as well as local. Like, it's weird to oh, me yes. to play Super Mario Party online. Well, apart from that, uh, was it that Mar- Mario Marathon or whatever thing it was they do? Yeah, not the yeah. actual game, but all the other side stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I I think Nintendo like what with COVID and the pandemic and everything like that. I think they they their hands gonna get forced to do more online. Yeah, which is weirdly a good thing. Yeah, hopefully it brings weird. more to the uh, Switch Online experience. Yeah, because it's weird having that but not emphasizing Switch Online. Yeah, that's Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, you can sum up a lot of it with that. Yeah. They also said, so they also revealed that, uh, what was it, 3D World runs in 1080p 60 frames per second, uh, 720p handheld and in 30 frames per second. So that's about right um, for that. Although, weirdly enough, the docked mode for Bowser's Fury is only in 720p. 60 frames per second still, but a bit of a downgrade in resolution there, which is a bit strange. The docked um, 3D World still meant to play at 60. Weirdly. It just seems like Bowser's yeah. um, Fury's been... I think it might be because uh, I've heard a lot of people saying it's closer to Odyssey than 3D World, so it might be because of that. I think also 3D World was 1080p on the Wii U, wasn't it? Was I it? I think so. Actually, no, I think it was 720. No. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Maybe I think um, probably yeah, what yeah, I, probably. What, what I've read yeah. is that it feels like an Odyssey DLC, but it has that theme that fits in more with 3D World. Yeah. It looks like that. Ironically, though, I did hear that. Uh, I don't have a source for, source for this, but that they used the 3D World engine still for uh, Bowser's Fury, and they didn't use the Odyssey engine. I'd assume you would. 
Um, yeah, the, I, I think it's more that it's just it's being made today, so naturally it feels closer to what's coming out today, uh, as opposed to 3D World. Yeah, I mean, I like 3D World for what it did. Um, you know, 3D Mario Co-op is quite a unique experience. It's a frustrating experience when you <laughs> when you get to play it because um, everyone always jumps everywhere at once, and then people land on each other and bounce off each other. Ugh, so annoying. You can throw each other off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do that in Sackboy yeah. all the time. But no, uh, Galaxy had caught up in a in a horrible sense. Yeah, you control the the pointer. Yeah, which is weird, but you know the uh, quote unquote little brother co-op. Why is it that yeah. Galaxy and Odyssey had the worst co-op in any game? It's baby mode. Baby mode? What's that? We're like you know. You, you give it to your little kid, or oh, I see. Exactly. Or it it's makes like, them um, feel like they're playing the game. And... <laughs> exactly. So you have like you're playing a single player game, but you you hand one controller off to your younger sibling or something, so they feel like they're playing it. Oh yeah, people have done that to me before. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, because you're the baby of the group. <laughs> um, moving on to the next one. So, funnily enough, Nintendo actually fully owns the IP for Astral Chain. Oh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. So this. This actually got announced, uh, it was only a few days ago they, they talked about this, but um, there was something or rather where they had like a, a bit on the website and it just says prop, like copyright of Nintendo. Uh-huh. And then in an interview, um, what was it? Uh, Platinum, Platinum Games boss Atsushi Inaba. So he, in an interview, so this is a quote actually, I've got it here. Um, so the question was, you know, uh, like what is astral chain who owns astral chain and he wrote so he responded in responded it says it's as it's written on the website astral change is their ip as in nintendo's and as such there are limitations on how much we feel we should talk about oh fair enough yeah so it's quite surprising so that's that's never going to be on any other console yeah that's strange because nintendo won nintendo <laughs> well, i guess with their flagships it makes sense, but something like Astral, they should definitely think about it. I wonder what that uh, what that means for Bayonetta. Like that's still platinum, isn't it? That is, but I know Nintendo have like a stake in that. Yeah, they they their investment made Bayonetta two happen. Exactly. So I think that will remain Nintendo, like yeah. Nintendo exclusive, yeah. moving forward. Which is which is funny because like I guess. All the other consoles have, you know, your Devil May Cry's and all that kind of stuff. Um, whereas Nintendo just has Bayonetta. So it's like a really random one to have. It's also, you know, completely against the image of kid-friendly. <laughs> yeah. And this was during the Wii U phrase when they were trying to be like, oh, look, get the hardcore game is in. Yeah, Bayonetta was a was a weird choice for that. It makes sense. I you mean. still haven't played Bayonetta, haven't you, James? No, but I have. I've, I've seen it. Um... I wrote a piece on it a while back. Uh, I did read that it was essentially Devil May Cry for a different platform, though. Um, yeah. So I'd probably enjoy it. In a nutshell, yeah. I swear the DMC collection is on Switch, though, isn't it? I think there's a couple of DMC games on there. Because this is a trilogy you can buy everywhere else. I'm not sure if that's on Switch, but it'd be nice to have all of those hack and slashes in one place. Yeah. I think I know some of them are. I definitely know some of them are. Five's yeah. not, definitely not on there. Oh, no, no, no. Not the new one. No. 
And the last bit of news was there's a couple of demos that came out. So you definitely try out. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising got a demo and mm. Balan Wonderworld. Have you played either of these ones? I own Immortals Phoenix Rising, but I haven't played it. What do you own it on? Uh, Switch. Switch. Yeah, right. I didn't expect you to get that for Switch. Uh, well, I heard it was like Breath of the Wild and um, my dad gets Ubisoft games a bit cheaper. So he was like, do you want me to pick it up for you? And I said, yeah, sure. I'll probably play it. Um, I looked at the box art and then I went, no, I should probably finish Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yes, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but I, I did try, so I tried the demo for Mortal Phoenix Rising on Switch and PC to compare them. Mm. Um, it still runs quite well on Switch, but it is a considerable difference. Oh, is it? That's a shame. Yeah. It still runs quite well, don't get me wrong. It's, and it's it's very, very impressive to run on Switch the way it does. Yeah. But yeah, my average-ish, high to average PC ran at like 4K, 60fps. So I guess it's a bit like Breath of the Wild for people without a Switch. Yeah. Or a Wii U. <laughs> oh yeah, because it came out on the Wii U, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, has anyone played the demo for Balan Wonderworld? I have not. not. No. Are you guys familiar with this game? Nope. The name sounds familiar. I can't remember. So it's made by it's developed by developed and published by Square Enix, but it's the lead developer is Yuji Naka. Oh yes, this was the thing that they I, I remember them showing this off. Again, Yuji Naka, if you're not familiar, um, is the creator of Sonic. Oh yeah. That's right now. Yeah, you can see that in the design. Oh, 100%. Um, but I played the demo. It is not good. Oh, oh no. It is, it is just not good. Um, and I'm saying that for both the Switch version and the PC version. The Switch version... Sorry, the PC version, it runs fine. Like, and it looks good. Not amazing. It looks good. The cutscenes are gorgeous. The cutscenes are beautiful. It's, even on the Switch, it's really, really nice. The gameplay, though, is so slow. <laughs> and for a 3D platformer developed by Yuji Naka, the irony behind that is... The, the, the Sonic curse follows. Yeah, it does. So it, it makes me wonder, like, Sonic's downfall, was that actually Sega's fault or was that Yuji Naka? I mean, by the sounds of things, it might have been more him. I think it's probably a combination of both, to be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, Sonic 06 was kind of forced out and they had the team split into two to also do, was it Seven Rings on the Wii? Oh, that's right. Oh, God. Yes, that is a game on the Wii. <laughs> Two disasters in one. Um, yep. Yeah, but Balan Wonderworld, it's, it felt real generic. Super generic. Um, very slow. Uh, when you were jumping on enemies, it didn't feel like uh, you were... Like it didn't have that shadow underneath, or I didn't notice that shadow underneath, so it didn't feel like I was connecting when I hmm. landed on them. So if that felt quite awkward. Um it feels. It also feels like you're constantly running on ice. You know, in three D, like three D platformers, where you're running oh, on ice. Oh god! It I takes you a little bit to. It takes you a little bit to go. It doesn't do that. Uh, it like you you go at a specific speed, but that speed feels like you're on ice. Oh, that would put me off. The amount of on yeah. ice three D platformer sections that have made me nearly break my controller. <laughs> yeah, and like. My, my, I've I've mentioned this so many times, and I'll continue to mention it. My favorite world, uh, my favorite game, sorry, of all time is Banjo Kazooie, and it's one of those platform, three D platformers that they just got it right straight away from the mm. get go. 
And yeah. I've played three D like three D platformers to death. And going to Balan Wonderworld, as soon as like two minutes into it, I can instantly feel that this is just not right. It's something where if you mess up a three D platformer's movement, nothing else matters. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, you can't enjoy the story, you can't enjoy the world because yeah, it's just not fun to explore. It, exactly. It's not fun to move around or anything. Yeah, so so that's a bit of a downer. That's coming March twenty sixth, so same day as Monster Rise. So you know what's gonna win <laughs> that round. Especially after how well Monster Hunter World sold. Oh yeah. exactly. And the fact that there's a Monster Hunter movie. Oh god, don't remind me. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't want to watch that. He's from where I live, by the way, the director. He's from Newcastle, right oh. next door. Um, biggest disgrace of the city. And we have a lot of disgraces. Because <laughs> he was the director behind Resident Evil, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And they gave him another franchise. Because why not? And there was your first There was your first mistake. <laughs> it's, well, those made over a billion collectively, so it must be money. Oh, yeah, no. The Resident Evil movies make money. Yeah. But they're also very dangerous for the actors. Oh, yeah. I remember reading about that. Yeah, you don't want to be associated with that. Monster Hunter. We'll get a sequel after this one. Great. I I heard it um it ends on a cliffhanger apparently. Oh that's Or like it ends it ends where it leads into something else. <laughs> that is a hundred percent his motif. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um moving on so moving on from the news. Uh, segment we've got next up the indie roundups this is the segment of the podcast where we just go through um and list a few indie games that have caught our eye uh maybe ones that don't get the uh, the attention that we feel they deserve or just ones that we have played and it or or even not have played and it just looks fantastic um so i'll mention the first one cyber shadow so this one developed by machine head games but published by yacht club games who were the public who were the developers of the shovel knight series Oh, that's, yeah. So have you guys looked into this one? I played you played this, didn't you? Yes, I reviewed yeah. it. Yeah, I I remember um, like you showing it off. Like, look, I've got to forget to ask questions about this. <laughs> that's right. And they yeah. never got back to me. Oh, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Or did you give it? Well, moving on. We we'll call them out on here. <laughs> no, they, they were they were very very nice. They were very very nice, and um, they were they were super helpful. They probably they probably got inundated with. Oh yeah. Um, with requests, especially from like bigger pub- bigger publications, yeah. obviously you'd go to those, go to them first. Yeah. Um, but yes, I played through Cyber Shadow. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought, which is a Ooh. bit of a bit of a downer. I still gave it seventy six, I think. Um, Wasn't it like super hard? Yeah, it is super hard, and I don't really fault it for that because it's based off of the old, you know, Ninja Gaiden NES yeah. games. So it it's going for that audience for sure. Um, it just it's a little, you know, when a game's a little too faithful to yeah. to an old era, where like there are certain foibles where you should have evolved from that. Oh, like Nexum. Um, but they, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's like um, the my main gripe with this was some of the checkpoints were really close together, and yet other checkpoints were really far apart. Uh, so old, yeah, yeah, uh, and and within that there would be instant death pitfalls or yeah. spikes. Or something like three quarters of the way through, and then you hit that, and then you're all the way back, and ugh, it was just so frustrating. Or you um, know, the last thing right before the checkpoint. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that happened a couple of times as well. And then like, I got past that bit. I was like, finally. And then, okay, what's the next bit? Oh, it's a there's a checkpoint. <laughs> and yeah, it, it got, I don't know. It was just, it was difficult for the sake of being difficult. That being said, the world they set up is fantastic. The lore was uh, really interesting. The graphics and sound effects were spot on, like really um, harkens back to 8-bit, like NES era, but really touched up. Like Shovel Knight, it looks gorgeous. Um, it just wasn't Shovel Knight. I feel like it wasn't anywhere the, near the quality. That's the go-to for a lot of indies these days, it feels. Yeah. you got to compare it to Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight, Hollow Knight, yeah. all the knights. See, I, I think there's calling back to the NES era, but then there's so many that just... I, I feel like they use it as a crutch more than anything. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Like, Monster Sanctuary had that um, as well with the same kind of pixel art design, and it's like you see it so much it kind of like doesn't hold any point anymore no yeah it's not nostalgic anymore yeah i feel like i feel like chucklefish do pixel art fan really really well yeah so chucklefish if you're not aware uh wargroove uh in most good yeah like the it's really crisp pixel art and it yeah it just it just looks gorgeous so chucklefish if you want some like retro games that are retro inspired games, I should say, yeah. that are really polished and even really Ubisoft did really good with the uh, Scott Pilgrim game, like the pixels and that, just, yeah, oh, so good. Yeah, so there's there's a way to do pixel art without going being too... retro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can modern it up a little bit. Um, Olia was the next one, so that was published by Devolver. That one I gave a ninety six. That one was fantastic. Ooh, I remember this. The main, the main reason why I gave it such a high score was the combat. So, the main hook of the game is that you you find this legendary harpoon, and you throw you can throw it in any direction, like um at an enemy or at an object, and then you can kind of dash towards it, so that you can go there and you can reach like hard to find hard to find spaces and whatnot or you can call it back to you like a boomerang almost but i just felt that in the combat it felt like if i could think to do something i could do it oh, and I like that. that yeah it, it was it was almost breath of the wild like almost because like i could um i like i could i could make it electric like an electric spear or harpoon really oh, and yeah. like it falls in the water and then there's like an electric shock and it you know kills enemies and whatnot Oh, I like the little attention to detail and that kind of thing. It's the it's the things that anyone could look over and you wouldn't notice. Yeah, exactly. And it just it just had that polish to it. Um, I looked at reviews afterwards uh, because that's just what I do. Um, I just look up reviews once I've done my review just to see what everyone else thought. Once I can finally do that, and I actually reviewed it quite highly. Yeah, in comparison to others, we do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> We're very generous. I remember Skyrocket looking at the reviews after I gave that a 94 or something, and it was all 7s and 8s. <laughs> Unless you're looking at Poland Ball. Poland yes. Ball. Oh, that's a mess. <laughs> Sorry, Poland Ball. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that's an ongoing joke, that one. Um, Yeah, I mean, we've definitely done negative reviews, that's for sure. Um, oh, yeah. And there have been reviews where we've re- probably given a lower score. I I think of Bug Fables. I think you gave that 80, and yet, like, oh, that yeah. was people's games of the year. Uh, I've, I've seen 10 out of 10s for it. I did not get the hype. I really didn't. Um, 
Did you play Paper Mario? I played the original Paper Mario. I guess he still had that nostalgia bit. Recently or like back in the time? Uh, I played it a few years ago. I would have been about 15 or 16. So, see, a lot of it was the nostalgia. Oh, I see. Yeah, that is that is also true. And you've grown up with it, and then you went to the Thousand Year Door, and then like it's since Thousand Year Door, you haven't had that recreation of what the original uh, was like. And then Bug Fables comes out. Yeah, it it does skew your um your thought a little bit. So I actually reckon because I played it a little bit without the nostalgia goggles, I reckon eighty was probably the right score for that game. Yeah, I think coming at it from an outsider might have been the best thing for a game like that. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I, I feel like it's very easy to get wrapped up in nostalgia with something like that. Oh, yeah, no. For sure. Uh, Colossus Down was a really interesting one as well that I found. Um, haven't played it, but I'm very familiar with Mango Protocol. Uh, so that developer, they did Agatha Knife, if you guys heard of that one. Is that a play on Agatha Christie's murder mystery novels? Uh, <laughs> has to be. <laughs> No, but I can see some of the similarities. So Agatha Knife was a point-and-click adventure, um, and it it's very very much dark humor in a right. lot of ways. You play as like an eight an eight nine year old girl uh, girl who works at, at her mother's meat shop, like butcher. Oh, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah. She, <laughs> she loves animals, but she also loves killing animals. But she doesn't like like butchering them. But she doesn't like the way that they scream and the way that they get upset. Um, so she starts her own religion and it gets just, it just gets messed up and it's really funny. It's really interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a little messed up as well, but Colossus down it, it's a beat em up. So it went in a completely different direction, uh, with like mech suits and all this kind of stuff. So I love the, uh, Agatha knife world. And, uh, there's, I think it was Mecha Nika as well. Uh, it was kind of like a side game for that uh point and click game so they he's created a world mango protocol um so i'm curious to try colossus down for the world but maybe not the gameplay <laughs> that's fair. So, huh. that's a bit of a down interesting but, world <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll definitely play agatha knife like i 100 recommend that game did you give it's, it a score it's fantastic uh i think i gave it like 75 or something but i think i was looking at it from more of an objective standpoint whereas i just because i love dark humor Mm -hmm. that's that's my bread and butter um and that might be not be everyone's cup of tea yeah no that's a a lot of people struggle with that yeah exactly but i personally loved it if if i was looking at subjectively i'd give it a night like 90 (laughs) i reckon but i had to you know kind of kind of think of it both ways yeah uh the last little bit james i'm gonna get you to talk about this one actually oh, uh the dead cells the fatal seed dlc i have not played it but more dead cells is always welcome um <laughs> i think it's the best roguelite since finding of isaac which is getting a dlc in march um is it still getting dlc bunny Isaac? this is like the first one in a long while and the last one was controversial and the new one is apparently like game sized but um I reckon Dang. Dead Cells is in the sort of ballpark for me where Binding of Isaac was the perfect roguelite from a top-down perspective. Um, I still think that. And I think Dead Cells is the best roguelite I've played where it's side-scroller. Um, so any more content to add to the like random collection of items and builds you can make over the course of your run, that's yeah, a win. 
Yeah, I need to play more of Dead Cells. I do have it, and I remember playing it when it originally came out, and I wasn't big on roguelikes at the time. I think I was still kind of new to that genre. So being able to go back now, I reckon I'll really, really enjoy it. But it's Especially on my list. of playing Hades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hades kind of got me back into roguelikes. And, I do um, think I'm playing Rogue Legacy. It's a tough genre to get into. Um, yeah. Because there's, there's not really is. that incentive of anything to complete. I think Hades has it more so uh, than the others, but there's more. it's more about just playing through it over and over and over again rather than trying to complete a story or something. And which can be a See, bit I like the um the deck building roguelikes. Oh, I like Slay the Spy. Uh yeah. Mm. Yeah. I could never get into those. It's fine. I, I feel like they're time sinks. They they're are huge time sinks. Oh, those ones. They are massive time sinks. But they're also like you can just pay it quickly while you're on like the go. Yeah. I've I've been I've been enjoying roguelikes for that for that reason, I reckon, because just because yeah. I'm an adult and I've I'm busy. Um I don't get too much like as much time to play video games as I would like. So I've been playing Rogue Legacy uh, recently, which is like an old 2013 um, like 2D platformer roguelike. And yeah, and it is very quick. Like I can just go in, play for like five or 10 minutes. And then if I'm done with it... Isn't the sequel out now? I think it's coming out or it's like an early access or something. Yeah, for me, it's something you can just stick on when you're watching a lecture or a, you know, a TV show, something <laughs> where you don't have to focus too much. There's no cutscenes or story, really. Yeah, and if you die, it's not too much of a consequence. Exactly. you're going to die anyways. You just think of your next upgrade. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, so that that was our Indie Roundup section. Uh, moving on, we'll go to the Patreon question. Uh, basically, for this segment, our $1 patrons submit a question for our podcast, and we answer them on the show. So this one comes... So this episode's question come from belinda cubit um she writes to us asking what switch game are you most excited for this year um i'll start with you nathan well so far this year it's certified strikers which i'm playing already mm-hmm. bravely default 2 which yeah. is coming up and monster hunter rise fair play nice and that's all in the first quarter yes outside of that there's not a lot i can really think of no, that is true. It's a yeah. bit... I think what with the pandemic and everything, people don't want to give solid release dates until they know. I hope that just becomes a thing going forward anyway. <laughs> like, while E3 is cancelled, they still always do the events around E3. That's right. What were you saying, James? There, sorry? Oh, no, I just hope that thing becomes a thing going forward post-COVID. Yeah. To avoid cyberpunks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And your Final Fantasy sevens. Yeah. <laughs> Messes. Uh, James, what are you looking forward to on Switch? Uh, mine comes out in less than two weeks. Uh, Super Mario 3D World. Ah, uh, yeah. There is. Um, yeah, because you never played the Wii U version, so that's that's like a whole new Mario game to you. It is. So there were two main 3D games I hadn't played yet: Sunshine, which oh Jesus, um, and 3D <laughs> World, which is coming out. So Sunshine. This. Yeah, let's go back to that reaction for Sunshine. Oh, it. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I booted it up. The little thing on your back annoys the ever living shit out of me. Um, Flood. Yeah, the levels. Have, have you got the uh, the dash ho- uh, nozzle yet? Oh no, I haven't played enough. I I can't get into it. Um, I played it, I had a few levels, and they just didn't feel as well put together as say Galaxy or sixty four. 
um, or Odyssey, which was fantastic. So it's, I mean, 3D World's an entirely new 3D Mario game to me in the way Sunshine was, and Sunshine disappointed, so I need one to live out. Sunshine, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Sunshine is easily the most unpolished 3D Mario game out there. Um, it honestly, it doesn't feel like a Nintendo game in some ways, and the pacing was just so strange. Um, voice acting, they should never do that again. No, God, uh, no. No. <laughs> Peach, <laughs> Mama Peach. Oh, it's <laughs> sunshine to me. It feels sort of like what you'd expect if someone, another developer, an indie developer, or something was trying to make a Mario, and they made all the similar tropes in a Mario game, but it was all reskinned and didn't actually say Mario. Um, but it's actually Nintendo that's made it. And the funny thing is, like, people swear by Sunshine. People love Sunshine. There's a massive. It has a cult it. following, yeah. Because I looked it up and I read. I mean, if it if Sunshine didn't happen, Galaxy wouldn't be the way it was. No, but at the same time, you can make a gigantic failure to get something good like the Wii U with the Switch. Because yeah, it was like Sunshine set the groundwork for Galaxy. Yeah, I did the, read uh, um, the floodless stages. I read that uh, Sunshine's reception at the time wasn't great. Um, I don't know. I, I would have been way too young. Or I don't know when it came out, if it was before I was born. I don't think it was before I was born. Um, I think and it was I, 2004. 2002, or I think, two. actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. year two. The year after the GameCube launched. Yeah, That's I would it. have been about two then. Um, no, I, I read that people still, it's very, you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. That's definitely the case. <laughs> I I've I'm sad that I fell into the hate side because I I did want to enjoy it. I kept pushing forward, thinking, okay, well maybe the next level will hook me, but I didn't get that. So three D world. Oh, that's that's upsetting. <laughs> I've I've finished Sunshine, but uh, a little begrudgingly. It was. It's tough. It was the last. Yeah, like I played it before Odyssey, but I'd finished every other Mario game. Right. Um. And yeah, it just. I think if I hadn't played Galaxy si- first, I probably would have enjoyed it more. But... Yeah, I mean, I was I was really hungry for that 3D sandbox style, like yeah. Super Mario 64, so I wanted to go back in and actually have a world to explore, and yet I booted it up, and I was like, eh, this is average. I'm going to play through it because it's Mario, and I want to I finish it. Um, and there, there are great moments in the game. Yeah. There are fantastic moments. And Flood does get interesting. Like, it gets quite unique in some of its controls but other times it's just so I just buggy wish you had a so unpolished <laughs> <laughs> but i think um i'll probably play it again after 3d world because i do want to go through all the mainline mario games anyway um but I, I think it's one of those things where i'm gonna have to give it a while after i've played a 3d game before i go back into it otherwise i'm going from something nice and polished to something completely the opposite yeah that, that's pretty fair because jumping from Galaxy, which, yeah, it's a terrible port, and I have my grievances, it's still smooth <laughs> and crisp. Yeah, exactly. There's no voice acting. Um, if I... <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's so cringy. Uh, if I had to pick uh, a game to look forward to, it would either be New Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Really, really looking forward to that one. You probably guessed that from from episode one I still don't get it uh, or <laughs> <laughs> uh either that there's if hollow knight silk song comes out this year uh, yeah. uh 
that'd be amazing. And obviously, obviously, Breath of the Wild too, if that comes so, out this year. So we're so we're just raiding Team Cherry's headquarters, right? Still, yeah, still working on that. I yeah. need to find it first. Oh, first. So. I mean, isn't it in the city? Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I'm sounds about right. I'm more excited personally at the prospect of a Zelda collection than I am Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, I mean, I can speculate and I can I can love the idea of a Zelda collection, but um, for, for anything that's announced, oh yeah, it yeah, would be, but I I think yeah, it'd be Breath of the Wild too, and, and you can straight up say Metroid Prime Four is not coming out this year. Yeah, that's not twenty twenty one. Have you played a Metroid Prime or Metroid game, James? A little bit when I was younger. Um, I don't remember much. I would definitely recommend getting to that series. I reckon you'd really like Metroid. I reckon that's right up your alley. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Maybe love that you should genre. be reviewing it. <laughs> there you go. No, I love um. I, I mean, I remember Samus more from Smash Bros. back in the day, but I do remember playing Metro. That's fair. Yeah, I, I didn't play the Metro Prime games or most of the Metro games until like 2018, 2017. So I was quite late to the series, but even still, you can go back to it. And it they're such amazing games. They're guaranteed. They're always going to be ninety or above, nine or above. Well, they did Easy. inspire Dark Souls, so there's got to be something in them. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, that and... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like A lot of the buzz was around Halo at the time, like in 2002, yeah. 2001 or so, but Metro Prime was such a sleeper sleeper hit. Like I would argue that Metro Prime is a much more polished and much more detailed. The world is incredible, but it just doesn't have online. See, my thing is, I think before New Horizons, I thought the main flagships of Nintendo were Zelda, Pokemon, and Mario. So maybe Metroid can climb up to that point as well, but who knows? They've definitely tried, and it, <laughs> if history repeats itself, ah, uh, there's always. I mean, okay. Federation Force was a thing. <laughs> Federation yeah. Force, what's that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've started something. <laughs> Let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> um, before I move on to the next part which is uh name that game which everyone loves that um i actually wanted to bring up a little bit of news that just uh dropped oh no what's dropped during the podcast uh this is it's related to an indie game so it's nothing massive or anything like that um have you guys ever heard of chris tales no heard that game coming out don't think so so it's like a jrpg but you kind of go in between past present and future like whilst you're playing and it's oh, uh, think the medium in a way or but, you know Chrono Trigger uh kind of yeah a little bit but I would say the more the medium like because it's uh, happening in real time like uh. like the screen split but it it looks gorgeous it and it was supposed to come out in 2020 uh, and it got delayed and now it- they've just announced so releases in July for Nintendo Switch it's got a month now which is awesome and there's there's now a demo readily available. Oh, that's cool. And well, I will be... De- this is a... Up, you've seen this before. It's even updated on the wiki. There you go. Hot take. <laughs> yeah. Just got announced. So I'll be downloading that demo straight away. Oh, yeah. Because I've been really looking really forward to it. really pretty. Yeah, it's such a gorgeous game. Oh, I'm so excited. Just if you search Chris Tales wrong, though, and you search it like the name Chris and then Tales is in a story... Some weird stuff comes up, so... I'm assuming Chris Chan <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I made a mistake uh-huh. there. 
Yeah. Let's not go there. <laughs> Just like Federation Force, let's not go there. Yeah, let's not revisit Chris Chan. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so let's go on to name that game because everyone's been looking forward to that. Um, so if you're unfamiliar or if you haven't listened to the first episode, name that game is a little game show, uh, like a little game that we like to play at the end of every episode. So basically I have 10 hints. Uh, this game is for a game that has released on Nintendo Switch. Uh, so there's 10 hints. You get five guesses in total. Two, bef- two before, uh, two in between question uh, hint one and five, two between hint six and nine, and one, uh, one guess right at the end as well. There's also two lifelines, uh, which broke the game last episode. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, there, <laughs> there's the first lifeline, which is that uh, you can ask me any yes or no question, and the second lifeline is the switchaboo lifeline, which one of our, um one of our team members has recorded a little voice hint, um, which I'll play over the microphone. So last time the hint, the switchaboo lifeline <laughs> then led on to like, cause the hint happened and then the yes or no question pretty much confirmed it. So I'm changing it now. So adding in another rule, you can, you have to ask the yes or no question first. You have to use that lifeline before you use the switchaboo lifeline. Damn it. And I hope that doesn't. I hope that prevents <laughs> how broken the game was last time. I'll still find a so way. Let's hope. To be fair, <laughs> we we did work it out. We were just like, you know what? Let's do this. Yeah, just to you guys be did sure. a fan. You, you did a fantastic job. I'll give you like credit to where credit's due. But you know, as the host, I've got to find these loopholes and <laughs> cover up <laughs> patches where I see them. Um, okay, so hint number one. This is an action RPG. Ooh. And we get two guesses per hint, right? Definitely not. No, no, two guesses between one to five. Right. Six to nine, and then one at ten. Yes, so you get five guesses in total, and you can also trade in a life, one of the lifelines. Right. Or both the lifelines if you want for additional guesses. Yeah, I was about to throw two action RPGs at them. So, so you're <laughs> saying we can trade in the yes or no question and hear the, the other one first? Correct, but yeah, then you wouldn't be able to ask a, yeah. ask a yes or no question. See, I want with that knowledge. Rachel said it was obvious, right? She said she knows it. Yeah, she Rochelle said knows if, it. She, oh, Rochelle, sorry. She said that if we don't get it though, so what if it's, we'll, we'll what message if it's, her and she comes in and screens the name of the game? That's what she said. What if it's Zelda? What, what if we hear the next That's pretty scene? obvious. Oh, yeah, no, 100%, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking <laughs> Zelda right now. Uh, hit number two, Nintendo Switch version has an 83 on Metacritic. Zelda would be 90-something, wouldn't it? <laughs> My idea's out the window. Especially as the only other thing that would um, have a different um, version would be Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah, with the Wii U. But would it be an 80? It'd be way higher. It'd be way higher. Action RPG multi-platform. I'll I'll read that hint. Nintendo Switch version has an 83 on Medicare. Version, yeah. I don't know. Action RPG across multiple platforms at an 80. There's a dozen of them. I will also say I didn't say multiple platforms. This he just said the Nintendo Switch version. <laughs> 
uh, does that mean it has another Nintendo version? Go to the next hint. Next hint. Next hint. Uh, developed in Japan by a studio that was founded in 1999. Oh, that's like every video game studio. <laughs> it, specifically <laughs> 1999, though. Yeah, that's true. It ain't Nintendo. No, they're yeah, from the 1800s, aren't they? I know this. Yeah. 89. 84. Although, in saying that, you could you could break it into a specific Nintendo Ooh. development team. When was Game Freak created? Before that, because uh, Game uh, Pokemon came out in '96. Damn it! Oh, what's the next one? Next hint. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, this game uses its own unique engine. Oh. That's. I have no idea. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> This is the last hint before we get two guesses. That's right. Yeah. Uh, hint number five, it's a, it is a sequel. Ah, oh, what? Right. A sequel. Bayonetta 2. Do you know any action RPGs? Bayonetta 2. See, I was thinking Fire Emblem, is that action RPG? No, that's turn-based. Oh yeah, strategy. I'm Turn gonna guess strategy RPG. James, oh, right. do, is it okay if I guess? Yeah, go for it. Bayonetta two. Bayonetta two. No. Damn it. Damn. <laughs> right, I have no idea. It's own engine. Cause, cause, like, cause you said, um, like my following was, uh, cause you said Switch version. There's two <laughs> versions of Bayonetta two. Oh and yeah, it was a sequel. That's where my following was going. I can definitely see the logic. What sequels yeah. are on Switch? All right, so I, I was going to throw Dark Souls out there. But is, I don't know if Dark Souls Two is on the Switch. I don't think it is. Uh, no, I think that is the first one. Now, to clarify, when you say sequel, do you mean like? The second game, or do you mean like any sequel? Any sequel kind of thing. It is. Um, I'll clarify a bit on that. It is the second game. Right. Okay. That narrows um, it down. I'll. I'll touch on as well the first hint a little bit, the action RPG part. It is. Some people might argue that it's not action. Would they argue that it's a racer? But, is it Mario Kart Eight? No, that's not my guess. I'm not throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, some people might might argue that it's not action, and I was kind of tossing up between this as well. I would put it with RPG, but with a bit of a little bit of action element to it, but not too much. Now you're putting me on the spotlight because I I'm the uh, RPG writer for the page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd be flying with this. I thought you would have got it by now. I really, I really didn't, honestly. Give me a hack and slash on my golden. Maybe next mm. time. Darksiders Two is on the Switch. That's an RPG, and it's it's mostly action. He said a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It, it, it was it's a questionable action. Ah, uh, that's throwing me off. Now I have no idea. Most of the RPGs I play are filled with action. No, do you want to? Do you want to shoot out a guess, or do you want to forego that guess? And move on to the next hint. 
Right, Nathan, you can throw something out. Um, I am not sure. Hang on, I'm just trying to think. Mm. Second game. I, I, when you said sequel, I had so many, and then when it's never done, number two. <laughs> Oh, I know. That's more action shooting. No, I was, I, I was, I was like, hang on, RPG makes me think of like and sequel uh, Borderlands too. But then I'm like, no, that's more loot shooter. Yeah, it's loot shooter <laughs> with RPG elements. Uh, is Luigi's Mansion three an RPG? <laughs> hmm. You really, about, really digging there. What about Rayman Legends? Ooh. Rayman Legends, it is not Rayman Legends. Right. Oh, yeah, that's not uh, Oh, I guess I'm RPG. I want to say good off. guess, but that was not a good guess. No. <laughs> I was like, sequel. Just say a random game. Yeah, I couldn't uh, think. I was also looking through my Switch library. And I was like, oh, this one. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, hint number six, it is. It is a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Well, what do you mean version? <laughs> well, I thought if I put Nintendo Switch version up the top rather than saying it has an 83 on Metacritic, I thought, you, you know, it you, wouldn't give away. You've tricked me. The next hint. I did trick you, yes. Yeah. No. So yes, it has only ever been released on Nintendo Switch. Huh. There's not that many RPGs on I, this I have an idea. I have an idea. What is it? Um, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, I reckon. Ooh, I'm torn between that and Age of Calamity because that is that is higher on the RPG side, but it also has the action elements. And it is obvious. How many guesses do we have? Uh, you have two, and we also have the hints, hints. and you have the lifelines as well that you can trade in for guesses. I I throw that out there, you know. Or do we use a lifeline? Could we ask if it is with the yes and no, and then that doesn't use up a guess? Well, that would count as a guess. God damn it. <laughs> but it'd, it'd work out the same way, I guess, anyway. So. Oh, right, I see. We used it last time. Hmm. Well, what could you ask yes or no with on that, though? Something that would narrow it to Xenoblade. Does it begin with a Does it have a... <laughs> I was going to say, does it have a um, me costume in Smash Bros? That's a good one. Yes. I, I'd throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be a yes or no. Does it have a me costume in Smash Bros? Uh, yes. Yes, it does. Okay. Do you want to guess Xenoblade? Yeah, we'll guess it. Alright, yeah. Is that it? In six hints, well done. Um, I was clueless. That was all Z- Nathan. <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles 2, yeah. Launched December 3rd, 2017. Uh, Nintendo Switch exclusive. The other hints I had, it was once the best-selling entry in the franchise, because it was, but then... Until the, the uh, remaster came out. Exactly. Um, and then that yeah. did it. Uh, it was announced in early 2017, so it was announced in the big uh, Nintendo Switch event. Which was really cool. Uh, you know what we're still waiting for from that Nintendo Switch event? Jimmy Gummy Tensei 5. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're getting it this year, apparently. On that one. Uh, hint number nine was open world. 
and I was and I was going to preface that like massively open world, uh, and then hit number ten published by Nintendo. It's an MMO, but single player. Yeah, yeah. It's That's like how I describe player. Xenoblade. It's a single player MMO. I could see that, especially. I would argue that's more X as well. X was very, yeah. uh, mm, very much inspired by MMOs. What about the me who plays MMOs single player though? <laughs> How's that? I thought I thought Xenoblade Chronicles two would actually be quite difficult. So I'm gonna have to go even harder next time. All right, I I can do that. I mean, you also it. like I I am the RPG person, so yeah, you, that is true. You threw that these at Nathan. What were, <laughs> that wasn't gonna go well. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was uh, yeah. Rochelle's hint? Oh yeah, uh, Rochelle's hints. Rochelle's hint was that it's not her type of game, <laughs> but it's very well, but very well received. Fair. So if you know Rochelle, which you can't, which you, you kind of do, like you know she likes casual kind of games, you would kind of figure that out. In that, so it's not that Animal sense, Crossing. <laughs> it is not Animal Crossing. It's, it's not a farming <laughs> sim. Yeah, pretty much. It kind of like kind of cuts all of that out straight away. Uh, but yeah, that was that was named that game. Um, you guys are two for O, like two in a row straight. Um, yeah, with that one. So yeah, definitely gonna have to make it more difficult next time. Russia and Clint. Uh, but to be fair, is... you almost got us last time. That is true. Oh yeah, we were on the ropes. We we literally only got it by a fluke chance of James going. <laughs> hey, I haven't um, pitched this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very lucky on that one, definitely. But I was I was quite happy with my first one, Axie and Verge. Oh yeah, that's such a good game as well. I forgot what it was, if I'm honest. I was trying to think of it there. <laughs> You're the one who figured it out. <laughs> oh, I need to play that. It's very good. Uh play play the Metro games first, though. Yeah, yeah. I need to play Z- uh, Xenoblade yeah. too. Need need to play a lot. No, it's there's too Xenoblade much. is a big time investment though. Yeah, Xenoblade's eighty to hundred hours easy. That's what Breath of the Wild's feeling like. Ah, yeah. I mean, Breath of the, um, but Breath of the Wild, you can you can finish that game in like thirty hours if you're good enough, um, or you can spend three hundred hours into it. Xenoblade, you can't finish that game in under eighty hours. Oh, okay, fair enough. Like, it is the story is eighty hours, right? Like, it's a massive game, and you then when you add it. in all the side quests. Yeah, side quests, collectibles, just exploring, because the yeah. worlds are ridiculously massive. That's like huge. <laughs> yeah, like the first one you uh, the the basis of the first one that is that you are on Titans, you are exploring Titans. Oh right, and you're on their bodies. And like the first Titan alone is like at least fifty to sixty hours. Yeah. Well, it's ridiculous. But the and views then you have in to the, come back the there. views in those games. <laughs> Yeah, that's a time. Like the scene. landscapes in those games are just gorgeous. It's probably something I try after my backlog. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of um, the Breath of the Wild, though, how you got onto a was it Death Mountain? Oh yeah, no, I shit. How's that? <laughs> Isn't there like a fire like resistance potion? Oh yeah. So I yeah, I, I found that's, out that's how you're meant to get there. Because I, I went to the shop and he sold them, and I was like, oh, these exist. Because I was just on fire <laughs> the whole time, running up to the town, eating steaks. <laughs> and then I ran to the clothes shop like please sell something and he had fire resistant clothes and I was like yes and then I had no food but I made it well done <laughs> yeah it's, uh, I don't think I'm playing the game like Nintendo wants you to <laughs> <laughs> to be fair the way I want you to play is how you want to play it 
that's it. It's that open world. But even then, I think There's I no went beyond play how they want it played. I'm doing. You find a way. I'm doing it horribly. <laughs> I was considering you've got the flying minecarts. Oh yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> But yeah, that, that wraps up episode two of the Switchable Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, uh, James and Nathan, for joining me. Like always, will do. We will ruin your game. Uh, yes, you will. <laughs> Every time. Guaranteed. Until you pick like a completely obscure game <laughs> that we have no idea. <laughs> but def- definitely consider following us on you know on Facebook, Twitter, at Switchable News, on Instagram. We also have a Patreon as well, where you can pledge a dollar per month and that gives you access to this podcast two days early like i mentioned before you can also submit uh, patreon questions which we will answer in the episodes but for now we'll leave you with that so for episode one we just close it off like normal but i want to do something different here and from now on we're going to feature a little track uh, a bit of music from some indie developers so for this episode we'll close off with windy mountains from the game Embracelet. this is by matters folksard who you can find on twitter at machine boy Thank you everyone for listening.